Hello and welcome to Super Greenlight Podcast. I'm Nat. And this is Tom Helmuth. This is the podcast where we play you video game music, both remixes and originals. Um, I think today we're going to go straight into the music. Um, and for this episode, we've chosen to have a topic of ending and credits music, um, including things like staff roles, um, basically any music that happens at the end of a, a game. Yeah, this is a type of music that I've always loved. It, like, I don't know why, but ever since like Famicom days, there have been certain tropes, uh, certain ways of writing ending music. It has to sound triumphant, it has to sound big, and uh, it always comes out really well to me. One other cool thing about ending music that I think we'll see a lot of this episode is, uh, because it is timed specifically, say with a credits roll or something, it doesn't have to loop in the same way that a lot of uh, game background music has to, and therefore you can get more of a sort of storyline that happens during a song that you usually don't see during uh, game music that has to loop. That's a good point. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to see how uh, a lot of the tracks we play today fit those those ideas. So let's, uh, I think I'm going to go straight into my first track, um, and this is a, a game composed by Alberto Jose Gonzalez. Um, who's one of my favorite chiptune composers. Um, he's a Spanish uh, guy who is really cool. He's been involved some in the, the video game music community recently. Um, and he has a lot of good sort of Western-influenced video game music. Um, I'm going to be playing the ending track from V-Rally Championship Edition for the Game Boy. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Alright, that was V-Valley Championship Edition uh, by Alberto Jose Gonzalez uh, for the Game Boy. This actually, this game had a few different uh, editions, like one for the PlayStation and one for Windows. Uh, it actually looks like also for the Nintendo 64. Uh, but this obviously has the chiptune soundtrack for the Game Boy. Um, and this is the ending theme. And this has a very good uh, Alberto Jose Gonzalez music. Um, Gonzalez has composed other games such as uh, The Smurfs and Smurfs Nightmare, um, and was also pretty in, uh, did a few of the Turok games for the the Game Boy and maybe the Super Nintendo. Um, anyway, it, this is totally his classic style with a, a great melody that um, is on top of those very arpeggiated chord notes. Um, and that's definitely something you see a lot or hear a lot in 
these in the European style that's uh, very influenced by Commodore 64 music and Amiga music. Yeah, you know, his music to me is always... Like, this song stays pretty well on the same melody, it doesn't have a whole lot of variation, but he, he wrote a melody that in a few bars just conveys what it needs to. Like, it doesn't feel repetitive the way, say, a boss song would. Mm, yeah. And I, I like how it, a lot of European music, or, or even um, American music for video games around this time, was much longer form and had uh, a long, uh, drawn-out sort of dance uh, evolution, where this track actually, besides the arpeggios, more reminds me of the Japanese style, where you have a strong melody that actually isn't very long, um, and it maybe has like a minute-long loop. So it's it's a it's a fun track and and gets the job done. Yeah, that is interesting though. You bring up that it loops because we were just talking about, you know, it's not always the case, especially with older songs. Right. Um, and that's that's a great uh, segue into this first track I picked. You know, Mega Man games have really popular soundtracks, but and they're really popular games. But the first one always gets kind of shafted compared to 2 and 3, I think. Sure, yeah. And uh, and it's really cool what they did with it. Uh, I'm going to get more into this in a minute. But the ending theme to Mega Man 1 fit the game really well. You have this staff role where Mega Man's just out there and running, and you have his hair flowing in the wind. And they wrote this great tune, and I'm going to explain why I think it's so effective in a minute here. But uh, this is Manami Matsume with Ending. Again, that was the ending theme from Mega Man 1, composed by Manami Matsume. Now, I love sound design, and seeing how people approach the uh, composition and the placement of songs and games, and that's what I love here, is you know this song immediately from Mega Man 2, because they reused this for the intro cinematic. And right. so you have the exact same leading melody here with, with these long sustains. And then, where Mega Man 2 comes up and gets really aggressive, this one stays 
on a different course, what you're seeing right now. Yeah, this, this part right here is the part that's different from Mega Man 2, and it feels more like just sort of a... Uh, uh, I could imagine this played on like an acoustic guitar or something. Um, a, little, a lot more laid back than the intro from Mega Man 2, so that's really cool. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's an effective song. I can you can imagine it quite a few ways, and uh, and it has the ending feel that I was talking about. It's um, I don't know what characterizes it exactly. Uh, speaking musically, I'd say I'd say it's very. It sounds very much like ah, it's over. You can relax now. You've you've won. Like you don't have to be all uptight and worried still because it's over and yeah that, that's that's sort of the the feel i get from this song yeah i think that explains it well yeah all right so i'm going to uh, go into my next song um i found that when i was choosing music for today i uh chose sort of four very lesser known titles or, or indie titles and then I ended up with, uh, and those were all original soundtrack songs, and then I ended up with two uh, Zelda remixes, and I felt sort of bad for that, including two Zelda songs in the same episode, but both of these are, are really good, and I, I had a hard time eliminating one of them. So let's get, go into my first uh, track from Zelda. This is from The Wind Waker. I mean, this is going to be, obviously, the staff credits. Um, this song... Uh, the original is amazing as well, um, super emotional, uh, great melody, but I'm going to be playing a remix by Zelda Reorchestrated, uh, who I'll talk about a bit more uh, after we hear this. Um, this is obviously for the GameCube, and the original is composed by uh, Kenta Nagata, uh, Hajime Wakai, Toro Minagishi, and Koji Kondo. So this is the Staff Credits Redux by Zelda Reorchestrated.
All right, uh, that song is the Staff Credits Redux by Zelda Reorchestrated from The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Um, this is a rearrangement of the original staff credits by Kenta Nagata, Hajime Wakai, Toru Minigishi, and Koji Kondo. Um, this track is is just so beautiful and so lush, um, and and it's I think this this arrangement might even be slightly better than the original. It has um, a great Celtic feel to it um, that involves nice violin, um, there's even bagpipes in some parts, um, and it, it gives it a, a great feel that really mimics that Celtic feel that, that's throughout The Wind Waker. Yeah, um, The Wind Waker has always been my favorite Zelda game, probably, and the soundtrack, um, I guess because of the, uh, the water theme and the totally different atmosphere from Ocarina of Time, they took a lot of liberties with bringing in some different world music, bringing in a lot of different styles than people have been hearing in the past. And the staff credits probably exhibit that best of anything. Right, right. And it's it's interesting because they, they incorporate a lot of other themes from the game, like the classic Legend of Zelda theme as well as like the Outside Island theme. But they do that in a really nice way that takes those are very upbeat tracks, and they, they take those melodies and incorporate them in a nice, sort of gentle vibe to it. Um, and so I don't know if we're there yet, but around... Uh, I don't think we quite got there, but a little later in this track, sort of around the 4.30 mark, there's a really nice choir that comes in and uh, sings this sort of soaring, the soaring melody that um, really opens it up and makes it feel epic and like just just sort of like the the track you just played like i've done it i can relax now the i've beat the game that sort of thing yeah i think i know what you're talking about that comes in in just a moment here but it's yeah it's just a great example of yeah is. right right here yeah Yeah, it's a great way of sort of bringing closure to the game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a great track. It's it's very beautiful. Um, I still I'm actually in the middle of playing this game. Um, I'm excited for getting to the ending and hearing this track. You still haven't beaten it. <laughs> uh, I've been so busy that I I don't think I've even played it in the last month. But it's I'm maybe third of the way through, so I'll get there eventually. <laughs> but you have to. I know. I'll, I'll get there. It's it's. I've I've loved what I've played so far. I just haven't had much time to play it recently, unfortunately. That's... Speaking of games that we haven't had time to play, uh, I always like to throw in a couple of obscure tracks in these shows, just to get away from beaten path. And one of the best obscure games I found in a while for music was Ground Seed. It's an old PC. 88 or 98, I always get those mixed up, it's hard to research them, but it's one of those old PC titles had... <laughs> it sounds like your cat is not a fan of Ground Seed. <laughs> I will try to convince her otherwise. Alright. <laughs> um, so it has the old... My apologies. <laughs> She's doing this through two walls somehow. Oh no. <laughs> Anyway, 
D. Takahashi composed this track from Ground Seed. The, there were two different versions with a lot of varied music between them, so this isn't going to be found on the soundtrack release, but I thought it was a slightly more compelling ending theme. It's just a little bit fuller than the other version. So let's get away from the cat. This is Staff Roll by With Smile. listening to the staff roll by with smile from ground seed composed by d takahashi this uh this is just another one of those songs that sounds really triumphant to me um i'd say it's the most upbeat the most active song we've played so far and i like that it uh, has a lot of energy to it yeah yeah it has, has nice driving melody throughout but there's sort of those two different melodic sections this one's sort of a little lower and a little more nuanced, and then later the, the the more high-pitched one comes in and is also nice, so the two different instrumentations. Right, the switch between that sort of square wave sound that comes in uh, in a moment here, and this, which is almost like... is it a xylophone, would you say, or well, vibraphone? I, I always get that, Yeah, I was thinking some sort of uh, toned percussion, but then some of the, the held notes sounded a little more sustained, like you'd expect more from... Uh, I don't know, a, a piano or organ or something. So I wasn't sure exactly what that instrument's supposed to be, but it, it sounds really nice. I think it's just a consequence of the PC-88 sound chip. Right, exactly. You, you can't always place an instrument with some of these older soundtracks. But I think it has cool instrumentation. Uh, 
and then there's that bit that comes in right right before the loop point that totally changes it, and it's like a four-bar melody that's even more triumphant, I guess. Right. And I, while we're right here, I really liked this part, the sort of weird electronic percussion that might also be trying to emulate a slap bass or something. Um, that, that's, that was a nice little touch in there. And then this is that bit. Yeah, yeah, there's that nice uh, higher melody, yeah. Alright, um, so I'm also going to take us to a lesser heard of uh, older console game. Um, this is going to be the staff roll track from Tolero Boxer. Um, this is a Virtual Boy game that I actually played a song from this game um, back in our free play episode in episode 10. Um, this game was composed by Katsuya Yamano. Um, and before we play this track, I want to point out a few parts that you're going to hear um, so that you can make sure to listen for them. Um, this track is interesting in that it never repeats, well, like we were talking about, but it, it almost sounds like an extended solo, which is just amazing because like this, the solo can't be like input with a keyboard or guitar. They had to program it all, so that's really cool. Um, then around the two-minute mark, it gets super funky, um, and that, that part has been getting stuck in my head over the last month, so definitely uh, take a listen for that. So here it is. Uh, this is the staff roll from Tolero Boxer.
Alright, that was the staff roll from Telero Boxer by Katsuya Yamano uh, for the Virtual Boy. Um, so that, that song is just great. It's been stuck in my head for like the last few weeks after I picked it out for this episode because it just has such a nice groove to it. It's super groovy as like the bass part and nice sort of very chippy uh, drums underneath. Um, and then it, it has these different sections that lay on top of it that never repeat. You have um, this beginning section that sounds like it could be, who knows, like horns or uh, guitar or something. And then the whole middle section is like this extended organ solo, or at least sounds like a, an organ to me, that just uh, is really interesting and it's, it boggles my mind that they put that much work into, into programming it. Yeah, it is such a funky song. You don't hear this very often in any games, especially in chiptunes. Yeah, especially, like, because here, here's that extended organ solo, and, and when they do something like this, that's them having to, like, go in and figure out the timings of everything, and it must have been so much work to do this. Um, but it's so worth it. It's such a good song. And I like also, you know, I expect it to stay in this... Uh, real old school funk kind of thing, but after what is it, two, two and a half minutes, it changes and it's sort of a different song altogether. Right, right, right around the two minute mark, it uh, it changes its its feel and uh, goes into more of a swingy funk, um, and that that part always gets stuck in my head. Um, I I think it's coming up here. Yeah, here's the build to it. This build is nice. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a, a great ending track for a game. I feel like if I were playing this game and I and I got here, I'd be like, not even watching the credits roll because I was so excited for the music. If this game were better, I'd totally go back and play it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. I want to get away from chiptunes a little bit. I had I actually had to struggle when I was making this track list because I kept grabbing nothing but chiptunes. Yeah, there's a lot of good uh, chiptunes out there for, for ending music. Alright, let's see if I can pronounce this correctly. This next one's from his PS3 fighting game called Shinkohime Muso Otome Taisen Sangokushi Enji. That was, that was really impressive. I, uh, I thought it was going to be a, a lot worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This one is had a soundtrack composed by Saitama Saishuheki, who I also played a track from, oh god, back in episode 10, I believe, hmm. from Exceed Baird. And his style is the same there as it is here, very much this hard rock metal thing, which... I noticed we had kind of a deficit of in the track list, mm -hmm. and it uh, pulls off its role pretty well on the soundtrack, I think. Let's give that a listen. This is the ending music.
All right, that was Saitama Saishu Heki's track, ending from Shinko Himi Muso Otome Taisen Sengokushi Engi for the PlayStation 3. I'm not saying that again. Good. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't say it. Rob's ever cringing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I compared this against the other tracks I was looking at, the chip tunes and the stuff that was a little more mellowed out. And this one obviously is way more hard rock, a lot of guitars, a lot of hard synths, but it still has the same characteristics as those songs do. The major scales and the soaring melodies, and mm. uh, a great guitar solo in the second half. And I thought it was, uh, it still had a lot of the same vibe that I was going for here. Yeah, it's interesting because you don't expect to hear this much of a, a metal track for an ending theme. Um, or at least th this much of a metal track that sounds so driving and energetic. Like, that, you'd expect that out of music that's supposed to be driving you forward in the game, not, not the ending where you're finally done. But it, it, that aside, it's, it's, a, it's a nice metal track, um, different, nice different sections with different leads, and uh, it's fun to listen to. Yeah, I suspect, from what I can tell, this was a fighting game, so it's possible they approached the ending music as being um, sort of like reprieve rather than being done with the game, because That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, that would that'd make a lot of sense for this type of game, then. Alright, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm next going to go to a track that, if it weren't so well done, it would be very cheesy, but, uh... <laughs> It's still sort of funny, but it's still really good. Um, this is going to be the credits music from Mighty Switch Force 2, uh, composed by uh, fan favorite Jake Kaufman, who goes by Vert. Um, this game came out on the 3DS in 2013, um, and is a sequel to Mighty Switch Force, obviously. Um, both of these games with uh, soundtracks by Jake Kaufman are amazing. Definitely two of my favorite soundtracks um, ever for video games. Um, so this, this credits theme uh, is, I'll, I'll just let you guys listen to it, the, the um, subtitle for the, for the song uh, name is Rescue Girl, and uh, you will see why. So here's credits Rescue Girl from Mighty Switch Force 2.
Alright, you are listening to Rescue Girl, the credits theme from Mighty Switch Force 2, composed by Jake Kaufman for the 3DS. Uh, this Disco track... is dead. I know. This track is amazing. Uh, it's, it, they're totally emulating like uh, the village people or something like that here. Um, and it's such a disco vibe. Um, and I, I, you would not expect this uh, from a game soundtrack, but these soundtracks, both this and um, the original Mighty Switch Force game, have a lot of influence from disco, so it's just its a very fitting that this track has a basically straight disco feel. Right. I remember a lot of disco and dance music, um, not in such simple terms, but it was doing a lot of that in the main soundtracks. Right, so they, they have a, a lot of disco feel mixed with a lot of more modern production and a lot of electronic music uh, sort of feel. Um, but it's funny that that this sound, this song in particular, just is is straight disco. Um, I do want to say that the violin here was by Jeff Ball, um, and the lead vocals are by Jeff Luke, um, with backing vocals by Sean Velasco and Jake Kaufman. Um, and they just totally. <laughs> <laughs> they totally nailed it, that, that disco uh, feel, and it's, it's so much fun. Yeah, I was not expecting this. <laughs> yeah, and it's... it's it, <laughs> the lyrics are just ridiculous, and it's... it's uh, I couldn't imagine finishing the game and then having this play. I'd love to know how they wrote this. I know. Jake Kaufman is such a chameleon. He does everything from this to, like, epic classical music that sounds like Castlevania to uh, things like Shovel Knight. And it's he's just he's done such a good job of finding all these different uh, genres and then really making top-notch uh, songs in, in those styles. Yeah, he, he is impressive. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect that knowing that he worked on, say, Shovel Knight. Right, exactly. I think I've had enough disco for one episode. Yeah, that's probably about good enough. This next one, going back to the NES one more time, we've got a track from this game called Zen Intergalactic Ninja. Um, I, I was trying to find info on this, but all I can find is that it was based on an old comic book. Hmm. I've always I, I remember hearing of this and thinking, what a weird uh, what a weird name like intergalactic ninja. Yeah, it's uh, like trying to combine the ninja and uh, space genres into one game. I'd play that. Yeah, and it was a Konami game, so it can't be bad. No. Let's see. So this one is the ending credits, composed by Koji Nakamura, Junichiro Kaneda. Yuchi, Saka, Yuchi Sakakura and Tomoya Tomita. And uh, it's a fun little track, let's get into this.
that was the ending credits from Zen Intergalactic Ninja, composed by the Konami Sound Team. Um, it's another one that's just a really fun track. It's old-school rock and roll, but what what I like that makes it distinct from some of the other tracks we're playing is that right there, it has these little breaks. Instead of doing just a straight melody, it jumps around, it's not afraid to get percussive or or vary a little bit, leave some space. Right. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. It, it just has that, uh, it sort of reminds me of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games, um, and it probably isn't too surprising considering those were also composed by, uh, made by Konami. Um, but it totally has that later Konami sound in the NES life cycle. Yeah, that's what makes it so fun. You know, Konami games just across the board had really impressive sound at that point. Yeah, they do a lot of pitch bends and a lot of um, nice mix-ups of the, the music, and it's they it, it did a great job here, and it, it totally reminds me of their other stuff. So, uh, let's take it into my next track. Um, this is going to be my second Zelda remix of the day, uh, this time from A Link to the Past. Um, and this uh, game had sort of two different endings. One was sort of the, uh, uh, I think, what happened when you finish the game, and then the other was the staff roll. Um, I'm going to be playing a remix of the, the staff roll theme. Um, and this is by uh, one of my favorite duos of remixers from OC Remix, um, Benjamin Briggs and Hal C, um, who go by the, when, when they work together, go by the name Insert Rupee. Um, so this is a, a remix they did um, called Great Job. Alright, you are listening to Great Job by uh, Insert Rupee, which is composed of Benjamin Briggs and Halsey, a remix from the staff role theme from The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past for this 
passed for the Super Nintendo, um, originally composed by Koji Kondo. Um, this, the original for this track is is a really nice track, very sort of quiet and emotional. I think they sort of capture that in the first half of this track, where they have a really slow build, um, and they have that very bubbly, chippy sound. Um, but then they they uh, they do their thing, which is amazing always, where they have a very glitchiness to it, um, while keeping it really fun and interesting. Um, and it's I think they do a great job here. This is a lot of fun. Um, it's. It's got that kind of almost glitched out sound where where things are stuttering a little bit, but instead of taking it into into like a glitch dub area, it plays really well into the overall vibe, which is sort of laid back. It's yeah, it's so laid back. I I love this part with the very quickly arpeggiated notes. Those sound so like uh, Commodore 64y. There's a nice build here in this part of the song. Um, I wanted to say that Ben Briggs and uh, Halsey are a big reason I got into video game music in the first place. Um, some of Ben Briggs' original remixes were just um, so much fun and, and really got me into the OCR uh, community. So it's uh, it's always fun going back and listening to some of the tracks. Unfortunately, they haven't collaborated collaborated in a long time, um, but they they make some really nice remixes together. And uh, there's quite a few uh, out there that for those who like this type of sound. Yeah, I don't know anyone else who does it quite like they do together. Right, exactly. It's they're both good separately, but man, when they get got together on some of these tracks, they just really hit the spot. Yeah, I think. I think Hal really brings something... He has that distinct sort of 9-bit style, right. and that contributes so much to these tracks. Right, right, uh, totally. And and I feel, I feel like Benjamin Briggs has more of a... He, he keeps things so happy and energetic and um, moving forward, and, and sometimes some of Hal C's songs are a bit more sort of ambient, so when they work together, I just love love the combination. Yeah. Let's see. I want to get away for a little bit. We have we have a bunch of songs that we've said you know they're really, they're really up tempo, they're really triumphant, they're really energetic, mm -hmm. and I thought it'd be interesting to play something that is a little bit to the contrary. So I went back to the Ace Combat Two soundtrack of all things. Okay. And people know the later Ace Combat games as being uh, epic orchestral sorts of things. Ace Combat, I believe, 4 and up are all very symphonic, very dramatic, uh, kind of like film score music during combat scenes. Yeah, they, they tend to be very uh, orchestral with a bunch of sort of electronic elements thrown in here and there. But what was interesting was that Ace Combat 2, back on the PS1, was totally the opposite. They, it was all hard rock music all the way through. And that, I think, was very interesting. And then it provides contrast against things like this, this track I'm about to play, which is sort of in between. So this is going to be by 
Hiroshi Okubo, Tetsukazu Nakanishi, and Nobuhide Isayama. And this is Extra Ending. And right at the end was the sax. Yeah, Just yeah, gotta get have... that sax in. <laughs> we can't have an episode of a podcast with a saxophone. Not at all, that would not work. That was uh, the Ace Combat 2 extra ending theme by Hiroshi Okubo, Tetsukazu Nakanishi, and Nobuhide Isayama. And I love it. The later games would be, you know, all big epic endings. And Ace Combat 2, if you know the soundtrack at all, you'd expect a big heavy guitar song like that uh, that SSH track we played earlier, and instead it's a total jazz track with a really laid-back percussion and a clean piano, and right here uh, you have this incredible super affected guitar coming in, and it's just so fun. You hear a little bit of interplay between that and the saxophone here. Yeah, yeah. It's a... <laughs> the smooth jazz feel that you get with this track is not at all what you'd expect from an ending track in the Ace Combat series. And I love that it's just so out of left field. You have a little piano solo here that's really right. tasteful. Oh, totally. A little, like, jazz club piano solo. And if you listen a little bit later in the track, the bass comes in a little more prominent, and it is uh, 
really uh, rather impressive. Like, here it's sort of out of the way, but he comes in with some fills later on. And that, that part, like, it doesn't really fit, that, that falling note. It, I don't know, it's a weird synth sound to have in this type of sort of smooth jazz song. It makes you wonder how, what the writing process was. <laughs> right. It took them from saxophone lounge jazz to this. Yeah. That was an interesting song that, like, I've never heard anything quite like this. Good. That's good, though. It's as uh, total 80s uh, vibe and... Oh, and there's some bass fills right there. Yeah, yeah. That's a great song. Alright, so I'm going to play, uh, go into my last track of the day. Um, this is from a TurboGrafx-16 game called Bloody Wolf. Um, this game was composed by Shogo Sakai, Takafumi Miura, Yuji Suzuki, and Yusuke Takahama. This is the staff roll. Alright, that track is the staff roll from Bloody Wolf uh, for the TurboGrafx-16, composed by Shogu Sakai, Takafumi Miura, Yuji Suzuki, and Yusuke Takahama. Um, if you're not familiar, this game is sort of a run-and-gun game, like um, Contra. Um, <laughs> and the ending is really funny. Um, at the end of the game, the... Uh, you know, like these two guys who have just saved the world, um, and then like your your boss comes in and says, "We have a new report, and you have to go save the president again." And and your characters are like, "No, we we don't want to save the president. We want to go party." And this then this music starts. <laughs> it's like, what? You're not gonna save the president? <laughs> but uh, anyway, the song is just a total party track, and it. it Makes you see why they didn't want to uh, go save the president when this music started. <laughs> um, but I wanted to bring up uh, all of these composers I didn't realize are really um, quite uh, prevalent. Um, the They've done everything, so um, Shogo Sakai has done everything from Kirby Air Ride to Mother 3 to a bunch of the Super Smash Brothers music, um, Bad Dudes, Dark Lord, uh, Sakai, he started out, I believe, with Data East, their sound hmm. team, um, and he has become really prevalent. I mean, he's done some major stuff, and his, he has a lot of style. Eventually, we'll play some other free tracks, because they are just really impressive for Game Boy Advance songs. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
And so it's it, uh, a lot of the other guys also worked on um, some of those like uh, I think all four of these guys worked on everything from bad dudes to uh, lock and chase to werewolf the last warrior. Um, and all of these soundtracks have really good tracks on them, so definitely encourage you to go um, check out these composers, even though even if you haven't heard of them, they've they've put out a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and we'll have a list on the uh, on the podcast website with lists of all the songs and all the composers, so you can look them up easily. Yeah, yeah, go check out our website, um, and that all that info will be there. Um. Speaking of which, I guess we have come to the end of the episode. Um, you can check out our website uh, where we just said we have track lists. You can add comments there um, or send us an email at podcast at radiowave.cc. Um, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes or leave us a review, an uh, easy way to get all of our podcasts. And again, you can find all that at podcast.rainwave.cc. Episode archives, comments, uh, links. All the works. All right, so now that we're at the end of the episode, um, what do you think? What do you think about all these uh, ending tracks and staff roles? You know, I've always enjoyed them. Just, again, that style, there's certain principles that composers follow. And even a track like this, you know, that's... A little different, it's a little more of a party track, like you said, but it still has some similar uh, theory behind it. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like um, cutscene music or uh, intro music. The, as I was saying at the, the top of the show, these are some of the only tracks, especially in older games, where you got to have a song that has a beginning, middle, and end um, and didn't have to loop well. Of course, we, we saw some uh, tracks in this episode that did loop, but I think the majority uh, didn't have loops. And that makes makes it so composers can make, sort of use different styles in their tracks um, and are, aren't constrained by having to, to loop at the beginning and everything. Right. Um, it reminds me a little bit also, because it's interesting, you listen to enough game music and you hear these certain characteristics that make a song a credits theme or an ending theme and then it's kind of funny when you find songs that sound like that and are something totally different mm, like yeah. you played that rainbow rainbow cotton song a few weeks ago right right and that's a boss music theme that sounded like an ending credits theme you're right yeah there was there was a memories off eight bit arranged album that mm. i sought out a couple of years ago and i fell in love with it because every song sounded like ending music Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun because these tracks all are tend to be upbeat and have a, a either a fun vibe or sort of a, a laid-back, um, relaxing sound to them. Um, and, and that makes sense. When you get to the end of a game, you've put a lot of work into it. You want to you wanna feel good about yourself. You don't want, like, some dark and depressing music. Although it's interesting you mentioned that because the last song that I have for you is Dark and Depressing. All right, let's go out with a sadness. <laughs> I might be overstating that slightly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I went back and I thought of the game Descent. It was a pretty early first-person shooter from the PC days in the 90s. Um, I have to have the Mac soundtrack, which I believe was a little higher fidelity than the initial release. And 
this credits theme is interesting because, like you said, everything else, there's triumph or there's there's, there's this idea of like, hey, you made it, good job. Mm-hmm. And the Descent soundtrack doesn't really do that. It's you'll hear this in a minute, but it's a lot darker. It's it's almost ambient in a sense, but it has these guitars that cut through that, which I think brings something new to the table. All so, right. This is going to be the credits music from Descent, composed by Johan Langley and Larry Peacock. And uh, hope you enjoy it. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening, and we will uh, see you guys next time.